Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Hidden man of the heart, as Peter calls him, is really the spirit of man. This inward man, this hidden man, is a spirit man. He's not a mental man. He's not a physical man. He's a spirit man. When the Bible speaks of the heart, it is speaking of the spirit, or the inward man, or the hidden man. This is the real man. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. Then the other text in Proverbs said, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man. So here we see that he talks about the spirit of God, and he talks about the spirit of man. Bear the Spirit of God bearing witness with the Spirit of man, and that the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Before we can understand how God will guide us through our spirits, because according to the scriptures that we read, that's the way He guides us, then we must find out what our spirit is. That part of man that is spirit. Because as we quoted the verse from Thessalonians, he speaks about spirit, soul, and body. Now bear in mind that he did not say there in Romans that the Spirit of God bears witness with our bodies that we're the sons of God. He did not say the Spirit of God bears witness with our souls or our minds that we're the children of God. He said, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirits. He said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He didn't say the body of man is the candle of the Lord. He didn't say the soul of man, the intellect of man, the mind of man is the candle of the Lord. He didn't say that. He said the spirit of man. All right, what is our spirits? Well, let's just simply let the Bible tell us. Notice in 1 Peter 3, 4. You see, when Paul here, in 2 Corinthians that we just read, 4th chapter and 16th verse, is talking about the outward man that's decaying and the inward man that's renewed day by day. He's calling our spirits uh, the inward man. Now here in 1 Peter 3, 4, we find another expression about this inward man. Paul calls him inward man. Peter calls him hidden man of the heart. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. I want you to notice that expression in this 1 Peter 3, 4. Hidden man of the heart. Man of the heart. Hidden man of the heart. 
So this inward man, as Paul called him, or this hidden man of the heart, as Peter called him, is really the spirit of man. This inward man, this hidden man, is a spirit man. He's not a mental man. He's not a physical man. He's a spirit man. When the Bible speaks of the heart, it is speaking of the spirit or the inward man or the hidden man. This is the real man. It'll help you in your believing and in your faith to think like that. It did me many, many years ago when I began to examine the Bible on this particular subject. If in the New Testament particularly, wherever the heart is used, if you'll just substitute the word spirit and think in mind of the human spirit, you'll get a clearer picture of what he's talking about. Now this inward man is a spirit man. This inward man is the real you. Now, you can understand this verse in 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter and the 17th verse. It will take on new meaning to you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, Paul writing again to the church at Corinth, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, Paul is talking about the inward man the real you, the real man, when he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ. He couldn't be talking about the outward man. Because when you are born again and become a new creature, you do not get a new body. Outward man just like it was. We'll get around to the outward man the minute you have to do something with the outward man. God doesn't do anything with the outward man. You do that. God does something with the inward man. God doesn't deal with the outward man. You have to do that. Find out what God wants you to do with the outward man. Find out what God wants you to do with the body and do what the Bible said to do. God's not going to do it. Don't try to get somebody else to do it for you. You do it. No, when he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's talking about the man on the inside that has become a new creature. We certainly, when we were born again, didn't get a new body. When you were born again, you did not get a, re a new body, but the real you, the man on the inside, became a new man in Christ Jesus, a new creature. Now, I know this a lot of times in our discussing things. Our terms are so indistinct in describing things that we make it confusing to people. To me, it would just simply be better to say things the way the Bible says them. Not make the Bible fit our doctrines, but just make what we believe fit the Bible. Say it the way the Bible says it. Now, you know, for instance, a lot of times we have consecration services. That's fine if we know what we're doing. Dedication services. Christians come to the altar. We hear people say, well, dedicate yourself to God. Give yourself to God. 
Well, you see, this man on the inside, you can't give him to God. If you're a Christian, he already belongs to God. You can't give me something that already belongs to me. You couldn't give me that Bible case. It's already mine. You couldn't give me the Bible that's in the case. It's already mine. Isn't that right? You see, if you would say, when we have our dedication service and a consecration service, if you'd come to do something with your body, that would be a different thing. But we don't make it clear, and so some folks have been doing the same thing. They've been dedicating, consecrating for 40 years, and they're no more dedicated and no more consecrated than they were 40 years ago when they started it. <laughs> Amen. I've seen them having dedication, consecration services for Christians and saying, come into my heart. Well, if you're a Christian, he's already in your heart. He's not going to come in. He's already in there. And then they turn around and contradict themselves. I'm talking about consecration. I'm not talking about dealing with sinners. I'm not talking about an altar service for sinners. I'm talking about a dedication, consecration service. Everybody that had come forward were Christians. And somebody started singing, come into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay. <laughs> he had already come in to stay. And then I've seen him come back the next night and sing the same song. <laughs> same people. No wonder they never did get dedicated or consecrated. They didn't know what they were doing. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. <laughs> it's so nonetheless. Now, as I said, our terms, let me re rephrase that or let me repeat it. Let me say it again. Our terms are so indistinct in describing things that they are confusing. It would be better for us just to say things like the Bible says them. Now, for instance, this verse that I quoted earlier in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, where Paul said, I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here Paul is praying for the church at Thessalonica, and he begins with the inside, the very innermost part of man, the heart of his being, which is his spirit, you see. And then comes to the outside, spirit, soul, and body. He starts with the heart of man, spirit, then he comes to the outside, soul, and body. And so, he begins with the inward man and then comes out to the outward man. Do you ever notice this? I've watched this for many, many years. Most people misquote that verse. And they put the body first instead of the spirit. Because you see, they're more body conscious than they are spirit conscious. I've noticed that a lot of times even in, in reading sermons that people had preached or, or messages in periodicals instead of them correcting the statement with the scripture, whoever edited the sermon... They go ahead and quote it just like whoever was speaking quoted it. And I've noticed actually, very seldom have I ever heard a speaker that got it correct. And I've been in the ministry for 43 years and I'm a very close observer. Very seldom, if ever, have I heard a speaker that really got it correct. They'd always say, Paul said, I pray God your whole body, spirit, and soul. He didn't say it that way. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Let's talk about what we have for an offer 
We have uh, How to Live Worry-Free, Stepping Out of Bond, Distress, and Fear. So many people live in, in fear of this or that or are under stress all the time. And they're always worrying, and, yes. and so, and that's what this is all about. God it's doesn't a, want us to do it, that. It's a series that I did. I don't know. It's been some time ago when I taught this series, back in '98, I believe it was. There's three CDs in here, and then I've been back. Oh, I don't know, several years ago. People were going through stuff and storms. It seemed like everybody was involved in a storm in their life. Man, this all the way back in the early 80s, we had some uh, an economy deal. And, and I heard somebody say, where is God in my storm? And that's the basis behind this book, Finding an Anchor in Life's Rough Waters. We all gonna face something. Everybody does. It's not a matter of when you face a storm. Or if you're going to. Or if you're going to face a storm in life. It's a matter of when. when. It's coming. That's what this book is all about. As we are on our voyage through life and we have the howling winds and the roaring waves and adversities come to us, we do not have to succumb to the storm. We can make it through the storm. That's right. Special offer. Yes. For um, the three CDs, live, How to Live Worry-Free from yes. Stress and Bondage and Fear and Where's God in My Storm. It's uh, regular $32.95. We're offering it for nineteen ninety five. $19.95. That is a $13, $13 savings. savings. That's a big savings. Go right now and get on your, get on your computer and yes. go and order it right now. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.